0: This is episode 29 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, this is the podcast featuring your words, your poetry, your short stories, your letters, anything and everything that's written that you send in. This podcast gives it a platform, an audience, a voice, but really, you guys are the star of each and every episode. And if you would like to know how to submit your own piece of literature or writing to this podcast, uh, stay tuned to the end of the episode, and I'll go over more details on how to do so. So, if you are listening to this episode on the release date, which is June 27th, uh, which is a Sunday, you're looking like you're having a pretty hot day if you're in my area. You're looking at 91 degrees with a heat advisory. So... If you're able to go swimming today, maybe uh, stay by the lake or by a pool, congratulations, and I hope you enjoy it. But otherwise, uh, be safe and stay in if you want to with some air conditioning or some fans. If you're out and about, stay hydrated. Heat exhaustion can catch up to you very quickly. So just be safe out there. I thought with this episode I would start with the weather forecast because now when I think about it, 29 episodes in and makes a little bit more sense in terms of the flow of the episode so anyways how are you guys doing today how was your week how has your summer been so far have you been able to get out more as vaccines uh, are more available and restrictions in some areas have lessened up I hope you are been able to see at least some family that maybe you have not been able to see or some loved ones. For the beginning of this episode, I was trying to think about what I wanted to discuss and what's been on my mind for a couple of weeks really has been the idea of finding your path in life, uh, whether it's career or what your aspirations are or what ultimately you want to do, you know, from the big to the small, everyone has different levels they're looking at and I wanted to talk about it because it's not something I have answers for. <laughs> I am still trying to figure out uh, some details of my own life. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing to reflect on and see what path you ultimately want to go down. And what I've come to learn is, well, one, for myself, is that I don't have the answers that I thought I would by the time I'm this age. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, also things change. You know, obviously life happens. Sometimes you get turned on different roads that you didn't think that you would go down. Uh, circumstances pop up, um, better or for worse. And you have to deal with things accordingly. And sometimes you just don't have the answer at that point in your life. Sometimes you don't know exactly which route you want to take. And so my answer for myself right now, at least, is the things that I do know um, ultimately, I know I want to be a better person and take care of myself as best as I can, which is not always the easiest thing. So taking those small steps for me has been uh, pretty helpful, especially on the rougher weeks. Um, as goofy as it sounds, <laughs> one of my things has been it's like I want to get back uh, in shape, or at least get ...somewhat healthy and active. I mean, I'm not unhealthy right now, but I wanted to be more active. And uh, with the whole pandemic going on, I do not really like the idea of going to the gym... ...as I'm helping taking care of a family member and such. And so I've been doing exercises at home uh, using VR. (laughs) And it sounds goofy, and I probably, if you saw me through my window... ...I probably kind of look like a lunatic a little bit flailing around. But it's been a lot of fun. It's been motivation... Uh, for me to do it every day. Uh, I have a calorie tracker and all that kind of stuff. And so at least it's something. And so to me, if you're able to take those small steps to some goals that you want to accomplish, whether it's be more active, um, whether it is working towards a career, or maybe figuring out what you want to do, uh, start with the small steps as always. Just like writing, if you're trying to make a story or a poem, you have to start with some words somewhere. And so I thought, at least for me, this was helpful. Maybe it will be helpful for anyone else that is struggling with this idea of finding what you ultimately you want out of life, uh, where you want to go. I'm still looking for my own answer on terms of careers and things like that. And so, hey, if you have any ideas for me, let me know, definitely. So, we can get right into the episode. I thought I would just do a quick little monologue and discuss with you and check in on how you guys are doing and share a little bit what's going on with my life as well. So to begin this episode, I am going to have to uh, practice my Italian a little bit, for I am sharing a piece by Picnic123, who you can find on Reddit, and their poem is titled Donato di Nicolo di Betto Badi. You can read my Wikipedia page. I was one of the earliest and greatest Italian sculptures of the Renaissance, though I shouldn't need introduction. I devoted my years to study and craft, molding and shaping my legacy with calloused hands and stiff fingers into figures of marble, bronze, and wood. I worked to create beyond myself, so that all posterity would see my monumental works of art and read the name engraved at every base, Donatello. Now my sculptures gather dust in the corners of museums, and you only know me as an animated, crime-fighting ninja turtle. So thank you, Picnic, for sharing this poem with us. I wanted to start off with something uh, a little more lighthearted. hearted Um, I think a lot of times poetry can easily lend itself to the more darker aspects in life, the more struggles of humanity and our personal afflictions, which is perfectly fine. Uh, But sometimes it is nice to find a poem that is a little more lighthearted but can still uh, tackle an angle uh, of our day-to-day lives, which I really enjoyed with this one. Uh, The idea, obviously, of being uh, the great artist Donatello and then as history accumulates, even though people know the name and know their work, some might just only know the name as the Ninja, the ninja Turtle with the purple uh, eyewear and the staff, the bow staff. And so, that had me thinking: is that we can easily get caught up on the idea of what imp- what impression Mark would leave on history. Um, especially when it comes to career-wise, right? If we're in the creative field or you want to aspire to be, uh, someone that creates art or writing or anything of that nature, well, one of the things that I'm sure that would be amazing and a lot of people long for is to have your work survive history, that long after you pass, your work will be known, your name will be known, and... What I like about this piece is that it points out that to a certain extent, or well, really to the full extent, you have no idea what's going to happen. Your name might be known and on everybody's lips for centuries and going on centuries, or your main name might be attributed to a crime-fighting ninja turtle uh, eventually, or it could be a combination of both. And with a lot of artists and people in history, uh, some didn't come into full fame until after they died, so they never knew. And how many artists we might know uh, that were amazing, but due to history or due to things being lost, they're just not etched as long as their contemporaries. And so I'm saying all this now with the idea of dissuading people from pursuing great things and creativity, but just add some perspective. Create because you want to create. Um, do so for yourself. Uh, as long as you're happy with your work, then that will last a lifetime and eternity all because you appreciate it. And how other people may interpret it later, well, that's you have to wait to see. And it might be you're not around anymore to see it. So just enjoy your art uh, for yourself at this time. Or not, I'm just a guy on a podcast, and my advice is always taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> Next, we have a piece submitted anonymously, and it is titled On Wings of Creativity. Creative like the peacock. I write with ink and feather, wish I could be a poet like Emily or Edgar, but I just have a laptop. And a journal made of leather. Wish I could take off flying like the peacock. I stay grounded. It's all lovely to look at, yet the winds stay unsurmounted. No, I'll never catch it on my wings. So someone tell me how did that seed of hope plant within me? Take me away, creativity. So thank you for sharing this piece as a reminder If you ever want to share something on this podcast, but you want to be anonymous, that is always an option. I'm happy to oblige. I really enjoyed this one, Um, and it's it's funny because it contrasts it to the first one I've read, Um, but I really enjoyed it ultimately because there is that duality and that struggle, right? When you start creating, you do usually... I don't want to say usually, but you do a lot of times end up enjoying your own work. Um, that's being That's why you started it. When you get an idea that you really love, you're proud of it. Uh, but there is a struggle at times to wanting to aspire to be like the greats, like Emily Dickinson or Edgar Allan Poe. And you wonder if you'll ever be seen as that, or if you ever can live up uh, to their creative works. And you may feel that you never can And so then how this poem puts it that, asking for someone to tell them, how did the seed of hope plant within me, the seed of wanting to create and be creative and uh, be able to write like the greats and be creative as the peacock, and yet you're still staying grounded, never able to feel like you're taking off on the wings of creativity. And so I just think this is a great poem depicting the struggle of anyone in the creative process of living up to your own expectations by comparing them uh, to what are considered the greats. So thank you so much for sharing. This next one is by Mind Overrated on Reddit, and it is titled Oxymoronic Moron. Optimistic pessimist, agreeable devil's advocate, enthusiastically depressed philanderous philanthropist, ambitiously isolated benevolent misanthropist, introverted, extrovert, and egocentric altruist, sesquipedalian ignoramus presenting as intelligent, he's everything to everyone, yet no one to himself. So thank you, Mind Overrated, for allowing me to read your poem. Regarding this piece, uh, when I was discussing it with them, they mentioned how it was more like an exercise and that they didn't really write it with any intention. Um, And they said, I'm not sure why it turned out so relatable, but I'm loving uh, all their approval. So what I really liked about it was that even though it was an exercise that uh, they wrote a lot of people can see their own aspects in this which before i go on a tangent specifically about the poem is that that is one of the really fun things i think about writing and uh, any kind of art whether you're painting or making a movie or a tv show or making books poetry Yes, the artist and the writer and the creative person has a view, and maybe you really want people to catch on to what you're trying to create. But there is also that other fun aspect that you can't control uh, very well, which is people will interpret things as they see fit to interpret them. A lot of times seeing what they need to see out of the piece uh, from all mediums. And so this one was, I think, a lot of fun was that while, yes, it's for Mind Overrated, it's pretty much just a writing exercise, that so many can easily get out of it what they need or want to get out of it. Which is one of the reasons I started this podcast, is that by listening to different people's uh, poems and writings and stories, hopefully you, the listeners, can either find comfort, or maybe inspiration, or maybe reflection on your own life, or maybe where you want to go. And, as I always say, it's a kaleidoscope. And so for this one specifically, it reminds me of the duality of what it means to be alive. And how we can easily feel so conflicted from either our actions and our motivations. From maybe feeling really smart one second and feeling like the biggest idiot. Or maybe we're able to be optimistic to everyone else, but are we secretly a pessimist inside? Always looking to be devil's advocate. Maybe we don't want anyone to be devil's advocate to us. Maybe we're really giving, or at least we try to be, but maybe we do that because we feel like we have to combat our inner selfishness. And then ultimately, everyone might see us as all of those things. And maybe we won't identify ourselves as any one of those things. So that chaos, that duality, that struggle, who we are, how we portray, what our true intentions and motivations are, as seen to everyone on the outside, but maybe as seen to ourselves, how do we truly view ourselves, I think is really captured in this poem that can be even considered, at least in my reading of it, almost chaotic, with all the comparisons and the opposites. And so I really enjoyed it, Mind overrated. it This next one is by Josh Benton, and it is titled, Pillars of Creation. Strolling in a meadow, searching for a pillar of light, like a lighthouse in tempest waters, guiding him safely ashore. Haunted by a shade, will you tread or float, effortlessly, like a lily pad on a pond Leaping from certainty to ecstasy, intertwined as one like ivy on an unsuspecting willow. Synchronicity, balance, dense forests swaying in the wind. So, thank you, Josh, for allowing me to share your poem, Pillars of Creation. Regarding their piece, Josh said, So the poem, from my perspective, is actually centered around my anxiety. In my experience, anxiety is always something that follows you, but the less you acknowledge it and give it power, the less it follows you. Treading and floating. Treading being fighting to stay afloat, while floating being calm, one with the shade. Anxiety is a tough thing to conquer, which I don't think... Unless someone has fully figured out the key to it, let me know that we, uh, most of us, never really fully conquer. It's usually we find a balance, as uh, Josh puts it at the end of his poem. Finding that synchronicity, that balance. There's going to be those days where we are searching for that pillar of light like a lighthouse in Tempest Waters. Uh, trying to get safely through our anxious moments. And we will have to try our best to stay afloat. And we will have some progress. If we keep on uh, trying to move forward, it's going to be those days where we're able to overcome it to a certain extent, And there will be days where maybe we have a setback. But to find that balance and learn to uh, live with our anxiety or our struggles in general... And not to be dominated by them and not have them rule us, but to learn the dance of acknowledging that we can overcome them to a certain extent. And uh, we can accept that, hey, some days might not be as great as others, but ultimately we're moving forward is, I think, a really big thing to uh, learn and acknowledge about yourself. And so I think, Josh, you captured this really well. And if you ever want to hear my own stories about what my own anxiety has caused me to do, uh, well, uh, we'll save that for maybe another episode, or if you ever run into me in a coffee shop or something, we can discuss that, and we can cringe together uh, regarding it. Uh, So thank you, Josh, so much for sharing this poem. This next entry is submitted by Jacob Darren, and it is actually a... A flash fiction or short story piece, and so it's always great when we get these, I try to at least include one if able, and it is titled, 4 AM Blues. It's 4 AM again, and you still can't sleep. You can't get her out of your head. The car outside keeps backfiring, and the couple across the hall keeps arguing, and you can't get her out of your head. The air is still cold, and the sky is still dark, and your eyes are still open. Water is still dripping from the ceiling, and the landlord keeps promising to fix it, and still, the water is dripping from the ceiling at 4 a.m. while you remember her soft eyes and pretty smile, because you still can't get her out of your head. The couple is fighting. But this time it's worse, and a gunshot breaks the tension, and soon the sirens are coming. But you don't go out to join the crowd watching, because you can't get her out of your head. The air is still cold because it's morning, and she's still far away from here, which is why you're still awake at 4 a.m. Not the police activity or the shooting, but because she's not with you. And you're crying. Not because a woman was just murdered across the hall. Not because she probably was being abused long before it happened. And not because the water dripping from the ceiling is eating through the floorboards. But because you can't get her out of your head. You don't know if you'll ever get to see her again. But you realize now, much too late, that you love her. And not even the shouts and protests of the abusive husband across the hall can change your mind that love is precious. Even at 4am, when the water is dripping, and the air is cold, and the woman lies dying, and you can't get her out of your head. When you stand, the tears stand with you, dropping onto the floorboards and joining the water from the ceiling. The landlord, you see, keeps promising to fix it. But it's been weeks, and the water keeps coming, but he's promised to fix it, but not at 4 a.m. while you can't sleep because you can't get her out of your head. Your heartbreak is hiding among the water on the floorboards, and you think it's perfect because no one sees your sadness anyway, least of all the woman across the hall who lies dying, and it's really too bad because she was always so kind. And you hate yourself for not caring that she's dying. But it's only because the water is still dripping. And you're still crying. And the air is so cold. And you're realizing at 4 a.m. that every love story is a tragedy. As your tears keep coming. Because you can't get her out of your head. And while the woman lies dying, you think about the blood. Because it too is drying even while people stand crying. And people will be crying because the woman lies dying, and your tears aren't drying. No use denying he's been sighing and replying over his wife's body, lying and dying. Yet here you are still trying, even though you can't get her out of your head. So thank you, Jacob, for sharing your story, 4AM Blues, with us. Uh, just really sucks you into the narrative and uh, the world that this one takes place in, doesn't it? This one made me really think of how we can get wrapped up into our own issues, especially when it has to do with heartache and just negative emotions in general. That, as in this story... It takes place that a great tragedy is occurring around the main character. And they're so fixated on their heartbreak. That even though they can acknowledge that they wish they felt worse about the situation. That right now really all that matters to them is this woman that they wish they were with. That they loved and they only realized too late that's stuck in their mind. And their daily uh, trials and issues and annoyances, like the water uh, leaking from the ceiling, just culminates. And the next-door neighbor's abuse leading all the way up to murder. And yet, it's just a night of just sadness and irritation and tragedy. And still, the main character's mind goes to this woman, to his love. That he seems to not be able to move on. And what I really liked about this short story too is the being in the main character's mind, and at least how I interpreted it, to you see it spiral. It's one thing to be completely lost in yourself, but to also be able to acknowledge how you should feel in a given situation and be unable to, and then the repeating of lines, the repeating of the water leaking, and the repeating of the next door neighbors, and the repeating of this woman that the main character longs to be with, that's spiraling. When you're caught, especially in your own uh, negative emotions, it can feel like going down a drain, right? Especially, say, having a depressive episode. There's almost those times where it feels like you can kind of want to be sad. Your mind keeps replaying, 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 whether it's something you did wrong, maybe something someone said, or maybe just the heartache or negativity you feel. And there could be a whole world going on around you, maybe other things you should focus on, uh, maybe things you need to do, and yet you're here, up at 4 a.m., Or maybe it's 4 p.m. Maybe you're still in bed. But you are stuck. Stuck on this uh, almost a scratch record of a mentality. And it keeps repeating and repeating. And so, Jacob, I think your story just really captures, at least how I interpret it, uh, those feelings. Even if it's taken to an extreme of what what's going on around us that we can get so caught on our emotions, our heartache, our pain, and we can spiral focusing on it, especially at what might be sometimes the hardest time of day, those early morning, late nights where you're stuck with your thoughts and your emotions and especially in a scenario like this where there's constant irritations uh, that could also be attributing to not being able to find peace, the constant backfiring of the car, the water leaking, and unfortunately the domestic uh, abuse and situation happening with the neighbors. So thank you, Jacob, for uh, telling this story and painting these scenes for us. So that is the episode Thank you so much for everyone who's submitted uh, their writing, their work, their poetry, their letters, short stories, all that, all the time. You guys are fantastic. You never disappoint at all. And I have more lined up for next week's episode as well. So if you weren't in this one, don't feel bad. It's just sometimes how it works out. But I do have you set aside for future episodes. If you would like to submit your own piece of work... Uh, into this uh, uh, podcast. I don't know why I'm suddenly not able to speak. You can do so by going to my Twitter. My Twitter is Dead Letter Cast. That is C A S T, Dead Letter Cast. Deadlettercast. There you'll see my email and you can feel free to email me your work. I prefer it to be a PDF or a Word document. And in the subject line, you can just put the date, the title of the piece. And then in the body, let me know how you like to be credited. Whether it's a pen name, a username, or you want to be anonymous, that is perfectly fine. As I set up this podcast initially, to give writers a place to share their work without judgment or criticism. So you can send that over to me, and I'll take some time to look at it, review it, and decide uh, which episode I'd like to use it in. It's as simple as that. If you are looking to send in a flash fiction piece or short story, like Jacob did, um, you, I ask only that it's under 600 words or so. That way, I can make sure there's enough time to include other people in the episodes, and it can also keep the episode as a whole, you know, around 30-35 minutes, you know, at max. So it just allows me to work the time constraints a little bit better. If you'd like to see any uh, more information about any of the writers, look in the description of the episode. If they chose to share their name or their usernames or what have you, you can see it there. If you'd like to reach out to them, you can feel free to message me and let me know what you would like to say to them, whether it's just encouragement or saying how much you enjoyed their piece. I can then pass the message along. And as I said, you can feel free to do so on my Twitter mainly, which is Dead Lettercast. I'm also on Instagram at Dead Letter Radio, and on Reddit at Dead Letter Radio as well. So those are the places that you can find me personally. I'm just trying to think, as always, is there anything else I want to include? Oh yes, if you enjoyed this podcast and you're able to take some time, I'd greatly appreciate it if you're able to leave a review. It helps me understand how the podcast is doing. It also allows the podcast to get a little bit more exposure so more people can find it and also send in their own work, or just find a nice, relaxing podcast to listen to. So to do so, if you're able to do, do it, it'll be iTunes or Apple Podcasts. is usually the best place to leave a review. You can also follow on Spotify. If you're unable, no worries, but just thought I would ask as always. So I hope the rest of your week and your day goes well. I hope if you're listening to it on the release day that you're able to uh, stay cool and enjoy this, this Sunday before the week starts up again. And if you're listening to this later in the week, either to work, have a great day. You got this. You are the champion. You're the best. It does that help at all? <laughs> either way, I am rooting for you. And feel free to message me anytime. Even if you don't want to send in a piece and you just need someone to chat with a little bit, I'll try my best to respond. This is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.